Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Hey everybody, welcome, and thanks again for being here with us today. We're going to be breaking down connection, and specifically connection with God, and why that's important, especially when we're battling things like a sexual addiction or a pornography addiction why connection is important. I think that often we miss this point is that when you have porn in your life, over time what occurs is you develop an intimacy disorder. You also develop kind of an attachment disorder. What does that mean? It sounds like psychological jargon here and it is, but what it really means is that we have a really difficult time connecting. And we think, Matt and I, that one of the best places you can start to change that, that problem is learning to connect with God. Now, as I say this, we have no idea where you are in your faith journey right now, and we are speaking this primarily for those that are Christ followers. But if you aren't, listen along. We really do believe that the best decision you can make is to follow Jesus. So listen along. Just feel free to engage with this, even no matter where you are in in your faith. But we're going to talk on this level. So we say the best place to start is connecting with God. So Matt, let's talk about this. Yeah, this is really important. Like you say, it's the foundation for everything in life, but it's foundation for breaking free. We don't want to break free without turning to the Lord. But then people ask the question, well, how do I turn to the Lord? Or like, give your burdens to him. How, how, how do I do that? How do I feel his presence? Or, you know, these scriptures that are great, like my grace is sufficient for you. Okay, but how, what does that grace look like in my life practically? How do I actually live in the grace of the Lord. And so we're going to chat this week, and actually we're going to chat next week too on different things of connecting with the Lord in different ways. But this is why we feel like it's important because Braden was saying that it's an intimacy disorder. Porn use indicates an intimacy disorder. And 
that is true and we need to understand how to connect and understand how to connect and have intimacy with other people and with God. I think we can best connect with other people when we're connected with the Lord. So another thing to talk about with porn use and what it indicates is that it indicates something is off in your life. And so I like to say that there's two things that it indicates. Number one, it indicates that you don't necessarily know how to manage life, how to steward life, how to relate to life, whether life is good or bad, whether you're feeling the heat and the pressure or life is just kind of easy breezy right now. If you're going to porn, you're not understanding how to how to relate to maybe emotions, to fatigue, to good times, to whatever is leading you there. But secondly, there might just be something practical in your life that that you're not doing that you could do that brings you fulfillment because the Lord put certain things in all of us that are desires and things that we enjoy that he wants us to engage in, he wants us to do. And so, for example, often what I'll say to people just to kind of like make them think differently is when they're really struggling with porn, I go, are you having fun? Like, are you laughing in life? Right? And that's something that that the Lord wants us to do. He's full of joy. There's the fullness of joy is in his presence. He wants us to have fellowship and meals and and good times with with friends and with with family and so there's different things that we can do but we want to talk specifically today about different pathways different ways that we can meet with God different ways that we really in our DNA so to speak whether it's physical or you could say spiritual DNA the thing that God put in us in a sense of this is how God designed us to meet with him in a way that really brings fulfillment and satisfaction to our heart and the reason why this is so important is because when we're missing this, we're not as satisfied as we could be. We want, God wants us to meet with him in different ways because he's a God of variety. He wants us to experience different things, hear his voice in different ways, um, see him in different things in life. And so what we want to talk about today is just different ways that we can connect with him because it's going to bring that satisfaction to our hearts so that we're not craving um, you know, the fleshly desires. Yeah, and you know, we're not really talking, well, not really, we are not talking about some form of universalism where... We're saying that all paths lead to God. We're saying that there's different ways that we connect to God. We believe there's only one way to relationship with God, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. That's what we believe, and that's what he said. So we believe. And um, so what we're saying, though, is there's different ways that we connect to God better because we're all kind of unique in that and different ways that we we do approach God in, in this way. So I think this is something I would have really liked to have known when I was growing up because I think a lot of people, they kind of push you to go into the way that they best connect to God, traditional ways maybe that they've done or whatever else. And sometimes we have a difficulty there. And we've gotten this kind of feedback from others. Like you talk about, you know, connecting with Jesus and what does this look like? I don't really know how to do that. So that's why we're talking about this in a practical sense. And there's a great resource out there that we would strongly encourage you to check out that we're going to really lean on heavily today. And that's a book by author Gary Thomas, and it's called Sacred Pathways. And what Gary Thomas did is he actually did research of Christian tradition and history over 2,000 years, looked at scripture and looked at kind of tradition. And he came to the conclusion that there there is different ways and pathways that people best connect to God. And we're only going to break down a few of them today because we're going to give you the gist of this. But it's an interesting way to think about this because we are kind of different. And we all kind of connect to God on a different way because we are unique. And so I think this is this is something that helped me a lot, learning this, and we hope it helps you too. And so let's, let's just kind of bring some understanding to what it means to journey on the, these different pathways. So Matt, like what would a, your pathway, primary pathway be in the best way that you connect to God? I think primarily there's a few different ways. And 
you know, some of these are, are constant for a lot of people and some are, you know, they don't relate to everybody. I remember one, one buddy about 10 years ago, he was saying to me, like he's a, he plays in worship bands and I am not musical in any way. That wasn't something God <laughs> gifted me with. <laughs> Anyways, he was saying that he just, he just always connects with God when he's playing his bass guitar. And that's the way that he connects with him most. And I was like, what? And I actually, to be honest, I kind of, immaturely judged him probably just thinking like man there's way better ways to connect like you should connect with him in prayer and in the bible like that's not very spiritual compared to other things but he was saying that and so then when I grew up a little bit and in faith and learned and got mature I realized that God God made different things for different people to connect with him with and so my friend connects with the Lord through worship through playing instruments and that's very biblical and so I shouldn't have thought down on him at all because, I mean, King David, what did he do? He played the harp a lot, even when he wasn't king. He played the harp. That was a way that he connected with God. And so uh, some people, it's it's worship. Like, you love playing music. I know there's lots of people that are musical, and God put that in you. And, and it's like, man, just go, you know, bust out the piano, pick up a guitar, start singing, sing a new song to the Lord, like David says in Psalms, right? And just do, start doing that. Often, when we're watching porn, the creativity is totally zippo, like it's nothing, like we don't have any creativity because porn neurologically in our brain, it zaps creativity, but also like we've talked about in other episodes, it takes away our our ability when we're bored or when we're not doing anything to be creative because we just instantly go to porn and then we feel shame and we don't feel motivated. But when we don't feel motivated and worship is the pathway for us or worship is one pathway, like one way that we feel connected to God, when we're not in that habit, sometimes it's like we just got to do it. If you look back and you go, worship really is something that's connected me to the Lord in the past. I need to do that. It's it's going to be really powerful for you. And so we don't want to, we don't feel motivated, but worship is a real pathway for some people that when neglected, we start to feel empty inside. Yeah, I think that it's really helpful to think through if that was, they say worship is that that pathway for you, how can you engage with that? What does this look like? And we're going to go through a few of these here. Like worship was one of them Matt was talking about. But one of the things that we would encourage you as a listener right now, think through a time where you really felt close to God. And we want to ask you why. Why did you feel close to God? What was the environment that you were in? What were you doing? Who were you with? Or were you with by yourself? Like what, what was going on for you in that moment? And that might give you a clue as to what kind of pathway you are. So I'm going to share one of mine. And there's, there's several here. Like, we're going to give you some primary ones. Like, there's creation, for instance. Now, when I say creation, that means that you love to be out in nature. You love to be in God's creation. And that makes you feel really close to God. You just appreciate the beauty of it. You see his character in it all. And that draws you closer. That's me. I am totally that way. And I usually like to do that on my own, too. So I have a little bit of a solitude pathway as well. I like to do that on my own. And I like to be in creation. And I'll share a story. <laughs> When I was a single guy, my parents owned a condo down in a place called Canmore here in Alberta. Now, for those of you that aren't Albertans, Canmore is in the mountains, here in the Rocky Mountains. It is beautiful, beautiful town. I love that place. And I would drive down from Edmonton, where, where I live, by myself, and I would stay at that condo, and I would go into the mountains, go on a hike. I would take my Bible. I would spend time reading, worshiping, having that time in silence by myself. I didn't even talk to anybody, really. It was just me. And I loved it. Even the drive down, I loved it. And I remember I was telling my wife and I was mentioning to her, this is what I did when I was single. 
And she looked at me when I was telling her this and she said, that sounds awful. I could never do that. Why would you do that? And here's an example. My wife is very relational. She loves to be with people. She wants to discuss biblical topics and in a small group setting or with another person or myself. She wants to discuss these things with others. She loves being with people. So for her, the thought of being alone in silence and solitude is like torture. Like that's the worst thing you could do to her. (laughs) And so here's an example of how we're different. We all have differences in these areas. And if you're married and listening, I would just encourage you to think through this because you're probably different than your spouse as well too. And one of the things I'll say is one pathway isn't more spiritual or better better than the other. It's just the way you are. (laughs) And I would say that lean into your own pathway, but don't judge another person's pathway, you know, and saying, oh, I'm more spiritual than you. Like Matt was saying, you know, he's not, you know, musically inclined. And uh, so he just didn't get this one guy who loved to just, you know, spank the bass. Spank the bass. (laughs) Spank the bass. Play the bass and just, you know, worship that way. He doesn't get it, right? And I, you know, I'd be the same way. I don't really understand that either. So here's an example. And for me, I love that creation component of being in God's presence that there and seeing the mountains being out there. It makes me come alive. I love it. And you know, that's something that I've had to really work at, at leaning into and going back there because when life happens and you get busy, you know, you lose track of that. And I don't know, Matt, if you found this too, but when I was struggling with porn, I lost this a lot because my ability to connect with God and with others was greatly diminished. So I stopped leaning into this area. So I had to learn to return to this and kind of go back there and learn how to connect with God on a deeper level again. Well, I just think back to when I was watching porn and there's like times that I've shared even where there, it's like all weekend I just stayed home and watched porn or it's like in the morning or middle of the day or whatever. Like all those times I was doing that. Like, could I have just gone out? Like say say if I stayed home all weekend, never got out of the place I was living in and I just watched porn. Could I have gone out, like you're saying, and gone to Canmore and just gone by myself and spent time with the Lord in nature? Right? Like I absolutely could have. And it's so sad all those times that I wasted. But this is the power of knowing this stuff is that like, okay, here's a practical reason why this is important. Because I would have thought back then the way that I connect with the Lord is read my Bible and pray. And those are absolutely foundational and you have to do that. But if that's the only way that I knew and then I do it when I'm alone in my apartment, well, if I'm alone in my apartment and I'm addicted to porn, I'm going to try to pray and I'm going to try to read my Bible, but I'm going to go to porn. And that's going to be the thing that's drawing me. And it's going to be a battle. And so if I could then think, you know what, like I can go out in nature and I can go for a trip by myself and I can spend, go for a hike and be in the mountains. And yeah, if you haven't been to Canmore, man, get up to Canmore. I, I guess once COVID lifts, if you if you can cross over the borders, I don't know. I, I guess people can right now. You got to quarantine. I don't know all the rules, but yeah. <laughs> anyways, the Rocky Mountains are beautiful up here. So, but yeah, so that is the practical application of this is that once you understand how you connect with God best, then look at, are you watching porn? Are you masturbating? Why? And and what are you not doing? Like, is there a pathway that maybe you could connect with God and that you're that you're not doing? And oh man, for me, nature is a huge one too. I remember, I remember. <laughs> I guess I'm kind of like you, Brad. And when I was single, I went for a trip to Phoenix just by myself for for a week. I golfed twice a day. It was beautiful. It was a, oh like, wow, oh, man, it was great. Yeah. And like Brad, and you sound like you love it. But a lot of people <laughs> are like, who are you going with? I'm like, oh, just me. They're like. 
like, what? Why are you doing this? Like, are you meeting people? No, I'm just going by myself. And so many people just couldn't fathom it. It was so funny to me. But I went and I and there's this prayer mountain in in Phoenix and it's at a church called Phoenix First. And it's this huge campus. They have different buildings. It's a mega church. And then and so part of it is they have this prayer mountain, they call it, where halfway up the mountain there's a building where you can stop and you can pray and there's chairs in there. And I think they have worship services and prayer services and stuff. But if you climb up another 10 minutes to the top of the mountain, it's not it's not a Rocky Mountain uh, mountain that takes hours or days to climb up. It's just a 10-minute hike. But, but I remember I'd golf twice a day. And then I'd come back to that prayer mountain at night and I would just sit there and I'd just stare at the sky. And I remember one night, I was praying. I was like, Lord, how do you do this? Like there was nothing. And then you made mountains and you made the stars and you made everything from nothing. I was like, how did you, how could you do this? And he said to me, he's like, I can do all things. And then he did this. The amount of stars that were in the sky quadrupled by, I say about probably a factor of five. Like it just like if there were a thousand stars in the sky, now there were 5,000. And he said, I can do all things. And I do things bigger and better than you expect. And he was showing me, he was like, like it was a supernatural experience that I had in nature and it was so cool. And so he was drawing me into that creation experience where I can experience him in nature and in creation. And I think this is a common one. I think so many people can, Mm -hmm. but this is what I think is kind of a lesson in this is that growing up, I was a hockey guy. That's all I did. I was just, I was focused on that. And so we would never, as a family, we would never go hiking really, or we'd never go to the lake in the summer. I'd be playing golf or, or lacrosse or even hockey in the summer. We'd be traveling as a family, but we'd never go to the lake necessarily. We'd spend time in the water or go for hikes. And so I never really understood this idea of connecting with the Lord in nature until I became an adult. And I guess that was probably one of the first experiences where God was showing me like amazing things can happen when you meet with me in creation. And so since then, I love going to Canmore. My wife and I go to Canmore all the time. And I and we both love going there and just sitting in the mountains and and praying and just looking at the the bigness, if that's the word, of the size of God and how amazing it is. So, so when you're watching pornography all the time and that's something that you really love, that God put that in you, that you love nature, but it's not something that you've done, Maybe start that. Maybe just go for walks in your city. And I remember a guy actually in the summer when we were teaching this in one of our free Facebook programs, he he said that. He's like, I, I have so loved walks with the Lord, but I haven't done that. And so he started doing it. And this guy has, he's made tremendous progress. Like, well, I mean, his his addiction was cut off. He's never gone back to it since the summer. But he's been growing with the Lord in amazing ways and just experiencing God in different areas of his life at his work, which he never did before, in nature, which he never did before. And it's, it's amazing to see. But this idea of like, oh, man, I, I love going into nature with God and I haven't been doing that. And then he started doing it and he was just amazed at, at how he heard God speaking. So it's a practical application that's pretty cool. Mm, I love that story. Hey, the Canmore Tours and Board should hit us up after this because we really plug Canmore. And, um, but, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, if you're in Alberta, go check it out. Even BC, go check it out. Anyways, though, there's other ones here too. And we want to be acknowledging of those as well. So for some of you creation, that's not it, right? That's just, you might appreciate it on a level, but that's not where you feel connected to God. Now there's another one here. There's a, there's a few we can go through, but intellectual is another one. I don't know, Matt, if you know this, but I know guys that seriously read like a hundred books a year. 
I don't even know if that's a lot. If, if listeners out there feel like so, <laughs> but anyways, I, I, I love reading too, but man, hundred books a year. I, nope. But anyways, there's some people that love doing that and they love connecting with God in this intellectual level. Maybe taking out, you know, these are guys who read the Bible and they have like their commentaries out and other, you know, translations and doing cross references. They love that stuff. They look at the Hebrew and the Greek, they get into that. They love it. And this is someone that, you know, really connects to God on that level. And that might be you too. And we would say lean into that. And, you know, we already touched on the relationship component, a relational uh, aspect. My wife is this one. I think your wife is like this too. Loves being around people, small groups, chatting with others about God and learning together and growing together. There's others though that, you know, they, they love to serve and they want to, you know, they're those volunteers, right? They're, they'll put their hand up first to go serve in some capacity. Or maybe they, instead of, you know, talking to someone about God, they want to bring them a meal or help them out fixing something up in their house or, or whatever else. They love to serve other people. And that could be another pathway. And then finally, another one here is, is an activist. So you see wrongs in the world and you want to go write that. You want to help in writing those wrongs and justices you see in the world. There's people that are wired to do that. And, you know, we would say that, there's way more pathways than this. We're just giving you a few examples. So maybe it kind of triggers something for you. But even if you're just one of these, one of the things we'll say to you is that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to lean into these other areas and um, try things out too. I know my the director of Family of Canada, he's a very outgoing guy. Matt, you've met him. Um, Neil Josephson, he's a very outgoing guy. He loves people, loves being around people. He actually tried to to lean into one of these pathways, a solitude one that is not what he's wired for. And I remember him telling this story. He says he went to one of those retreat centers, you know, where you can't talk to anybody, you don't see anybody, you kind of like a monk, right? (laughs) He was there and he only lasted, I think, like, man, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think it was like three days or something. Yeah, he was planning on going for seven and he only lasted like three. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And his wife is wired for that. She loves this stuff. But so he wanted to learn more about what makes her tick so he tried this and he made it three days and you know and one of the things he said is it was hard but I did learn a lot and so it's the same thing we can learn a lot through these these different pathways as well so kind of look into what some of these are and lean in now that said we do want to say something about all of these is that first off bible needs to be central to everything we do <laughs> 100% bible bible prayer fasting i mean those disciplines are foundational to the christian faith Jesus doesn't say if you fast. He says when you fast, right? He's talking to his disciples. And obviously, I mean, we need the word in us. We need prayer in that relationship with Jesus. We need to worship. I mean, that's all of us. And so, yeah, those are the foundational things. These are just different ways to meet with him. Yeah. And for instance, like, we don't want you to to start making maybe an excuse in the sense like, hey, more I'm more of a solitude person. So that means I don't really need a community around me. Not true. Bible is foundational and other things that Matt mentioned foundational as well as community. We need people around us. We need to be part of a community and we would encourage you to be in those. That said though, these pathways, these are just the different ways on a unique level that we are wired and lean into those, especially when we're talking about if you're trying to learn to reconnect with God and reconnect with other people, start here. Like, and I hope this is triggering something for you in a good way. Hey, I'm wired this way. I got to lean in here. So if you're that creation person and say you're, I don't know where you are up here in Edmonton, it is cold, it is winter and it's tough to get outside. But Hey, if you're down in California or wherever else, Texas, I don't know. And you want to go outside and you have that ability, man, plug into that, do it, you know, wherever you are, you know, go outside and get and, and lean in there. And you're going to find that you have that joy again and you want to learn, go back there and connect with God, you're going to rediscover something. And I think that's so key. Sometimes we lose track of these things and, and we lose them over time. 
Yeah, and so when people don't understand this, sometimes they'll judge other people, like I was saying I did to my buddy. And also, I think, Brad, you referred to this, but in marriages, like when we first got married, my wife started telling me, and she still says it, she's like, I just connect with God when I'm having baths. She loves it, and she goes and she hears his voice, and I go try to connect with him in the bath. I'm like, I, I, I'm too distracted. I just can't do it. I can't focus. It just doesn't work for me. And I'm like, oh, get me out of here. Like this water's getting colder. And I just like, I can't do it. She's like an hour and a half and candles. I'm like, you're, you're lying in your own filth. You oh, don't like that? Oh yeah. Seriously. I'm like 10 minutes. I'm good. Too cold. And so, um, so it just doesn't work for me, but I would not understand her. But what can happen is we can try to put pressure on other people like you should do this but also we can then beat ourselves up and be like man that other person's like they read a hundred books a year and I only read 50 books a year like maybe they're more they're more intellectual than I am or they're smarter or or I don't read any books right or or man that person like in my small group they just love it like they're always coming up with revelation from from what we're reading and I don't really get it like maybe they're more of a relational person you're more of a solitude person and so sometimes we do these things when we get so much passion from it or we get so much excitement and life from it and other times we do it because we're called to and so for example I know one guy who's just always volunteering for things he's an activist like he's always volunteering for justice organizations and he loves the Lord and He's not really necessarily outspoken when he's volunteering for these justice organizations about his faith, but he's a solid Christian and this is what he does. Like he, he just loves it. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, man, that I, I appreciate that about you, but I'm not necessarily an activist doing these social justice things. But that doesn't mean that I can't do it. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. God calls us to do these things. He just, I think, gives cer- certain people a passion to do things that, he hasn't given other people, but he still calls us to do these things. And so he calls us all to fight for those who don't have a voice. And he calls us all to, you know, go and pray for people and to spread the good news of the gospel. He And so some people are like, well, I'm not an evangelist. I, I'm not relational. I'm just a quiet guy. But he still called you to do it. And so some people get life from that. And some people, when they're filled up in solitude, now from being full, they have to go out and do that. And so it's not to say that we shouldn't do all of these things. It's just finding how you get life. What I've really found for for my time with the Lord in solitude is that I am a guy, I love solitude, but it just can't be in the bath. It also can't be like Brad and I were talking, we're a little bit different in the sense that I'm like, maybe I'm more high maintenance. I'm more of a drama queen. Maybe I need things exactly perfect. Um, maybe that's not the best thing, but but I love almost being claustrophobic. Like if I could clear out a closet and sit in the closet and close the door and have just a little light, that's like my ideal. Make fun of me if you want to, but, but I love it. That's where I meet with the Lord when I have this tiny little space. And so when I'm in a big, like say my living room, and it's an open space, I just like, maybe I get distracted. Maybe that's a problem. But I I don't feel like I connect as well there. And so I do need to work on that because situations can't always be ideal. But ideally, if I have a choice and I feel like, oh man, I'm not connecting with God lately. It's like, okay, well go to a quiet place, right? And I love in Revelation 2, where the angel of the Lord writes to the church of Ephesus. And it says, I, I hold this against you. You've forsaken the love that you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. But then it says, repent and do the things you did at first. 
And so we want you to consider when are times in your life where you felt really connected to the Lord? And Braden talked about this, like, what did you do? What have you done? What was the environment that you were in when you really felt connected to God? Was it when you were serving other people? Was it when you were worshiping? Was it when you were part of an activist social rights movement? Um, was it times where you were praying in a, in a prayer service and you were leading prayer? Well, go do that. Was it when you were in solitude? In, your, in a bath, in the shower, in your bedroom, in the closet? Like, what are the things that led you to the Lord? And find that and do it. Because often when we're watching porn, we're neglecting so much of what brings us life from the Lord. And so, like we said at the start, porn indicates that something's off in our life. We're not handling life well, but also there's things that we're just not doing that brings us life. And porn is always an indicator of that. Don't have much too much to add to that. That was great. And we want to wrap up here. As Matt was closing in there, I just want you to focus in on that, what he was talking about, is just thinking through what this might look like for you and then lean into it. I hope that there's an action piece for you after you listen to this podcast, that you go and try this, go and do this. If you need to pick up that book, you know, to learn more about the Sacred Pathways, please do that too. Great book. But we just want to close off today. And yeah, just leave that with you. Think through what this might look like for you and then start moving in those areas. So thanks again, guys. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.